It is Wednesday, the 14th day of June, 2023, and it is a great day to be alive, ain't it? Uh, Seriously, if you're listening to this for some ungodly reason, you're upright, and that's a win. So congratulations. Plus, you get to live in a world where Extreme has just released a new album in 2023. Yeah, Extreme, More Than Words Extreme. And again, it's 2023. Never thought I'd see it. I've been a fan for a while, going all the way back to 1990s Extreme 2 Porno Graffiti. Smash hit after smash hit. And now they've just released a new smash record called Six. And hear me out, it's really fucking good. No joke. Yeah, it's it's chock full of the usual cheese, but it's actually quite good. Nuno Betancourt can still absolutely shred. And Gary Sharon is still Gary fucking Sharon. I'm genuinely excited by this, and uh, as I was typing out the open here, I, I just realized that I never bought the tickets to their show that I told my dear pals John and Mark that I would. Exhibit number 961 of why I'm just not a good friend. Fucking hell. Anyways, this week I'm talking about the Nuggets, Miami, Messi, Taylor Swift, Cancer, and little else of any actual consequence or knowledge or even forethought. But that's all right here right now on episode number 160 of a poorly recorded, probably sounds like shit, Complaints and Observations. Still, a voyage into the mundane and an exercise in futility. Swimming in the absurd while drowning in unearned self-importance. Entirely unworthy of your time, it is the world's worst podcast. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Dave LaPointe. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. He was always Aaron Rodgers. Greatly appreciated. You probably do think I'm a bum, but uh, the Jets are going 8-9 this year. So, mark it down. Take the under. The Jets are going to stink. Why did I just sing that? And sing it poorly. I don't know. Anyways, what's happening? How are things? Everything all right? Uh, your week going well? I find myself sort of in this um, really uh, just a, it, I'm cognizant of time moving quickly. And I don't particularly care for it. And I need, I need to find a way to kind of slow it down. Not slow it down, but I don't know. And, and, you know, as I attempt to to meditate every now and again, I don't do it regularly enough. Uh, I really should. I know I should. It's good for you. 
but being, you know, I struggle to live in the moment. I'm always looking ahead. I'm always looking behind. And I think it's part of, you know, my current line of work where it's always looking ahead, always, always, always looking ahead. So it's just, you kind of get stuck in that, that, uh, that mode, right? For the lack of a better term, I don't know. I don't even know why I brought this up. It's not on the show sheet. Not on the good old show sheet. I just was blurting shit out. But it's a it's a free-flowing stream of consciousness here on occasion, right? Sometimes my, my brain will usually shut off at about 6 o'clock. And so doing this... After a full day of sitting on my ass and staring at screens all day can sometimes be a bit of a drag. But as I was doing the show sheet, the words just were pouring out of me like those, you know, the old uh, chicken on a stick things at the the Hong Kong and Faneuil Hall. If you know, you know. And then I was reading uh, some great news that's come to light recently. I mean, really, just delightful Wonderful stuff. There's a shortage of some very important and rather vital chemotherapy drugs. Oh, boy. Dave, isn't that exciting? Isn't that exactly why you tuned into this pile of shit? Was to hear a fucking dummy like me opine on, you know, shit that I really have no business talking about. But guess what? I'm a goddamn middle-aged white American. That's what we do. That's what we do. Anywho. So yeah, there's a number of uh, doctors and providers throughout our fair country here that um, currently are not able to access some rather important uh, drugs for for their patients, right? Uh, There are a couple specifically that are a problem. Arboplatin and cisplatin. It kind of goes back to what I've said. Um, who the fuck names these things? And why do they have such stupid names? I'm sure there's a logical explanation behind it, but I don't know what it is. And I'm not willing to look for it because I am lazy. I know I've talked about this on the show before, but God forbid I should remember anything I've ever uttered on this dumb show. Allegedly, the problem stems from uh, some poor manufacturing services overseas, as well as a generally aging population and the ever-present American excuse, the all-American excuse of supply chain issues. Always. It's always the supply. It's always the, the... The... Like, fucking... Like, nebulous is not the right word, and I don't know why that word keeps coming into my head, but it's not. The ever the, the sort of overriding pie in the sky, not pie in the sky, but just, fuck. Yeah, see, it's too late for me to be doing this shit. <laughs> it's creeping up on my bedtime, for fuck's sake. And, uh, but, but anyways, the, you know, uh, supply chain issues. There's always one of the, one of those things uh, floating around in the background that, had, there's no, um, it's not a physical thing, right? It's always like a, it's a bunch of number of, number of events that come together to create a thing. So when one of those things isn't there, 
Now you have supply chain issues. On the surface, it's really easy to think that it, at least the first two are viable, right? More people need it. The amount available isn't increasing. Boom, shortage. And that's fine. That's fine. That's logical. It's the last one that I always struggle with. And it seems to always circle back to greed and, and that these companies that, that manufacture and distribute these drugs simply aren't willing to dip into their Scrooge McDuck-esque money bins to offer better wages and attract more people to work within this supply chain. You know, eventually that word is going to come to me. The word that I'm looking for is going to come to me. Whatever. It's a tired story, but in this case, it's not toilet paper or new cars. It's fucking cancer drugs. This is a problem, right? Seems there's a plant in India that was making the vast majority of, of this shit. And because the sweatshop was found to be a bigger sweatshop than usual, some measures had to be made to improve the facilities. So it had to be shut down. And then boom. Now you have less drugs. Now you've got fewer people getting the medicine that they need to live. Right? That's sort of the idea behind these drugs is that you give them to people so that they stay alive and, and fight the, the cancer cells that are inside their bodies in order to continue living. That's the goal. You would think it would be a bigger deal, right? You think this would be, logically speaking, 1A, top of the fold type news. No. If you turn on the local news, what do you see first? Well, it's it, here is, here's Donald Trump in his eighth bathroom being used as a fucking storage facility for nuclear secrets. All right. This story isn't going to get people to move the antenna around to pick up Channel 5. So they're not going to get this information. Unless you're one of these people that needs the meds, you're not going to know. And any time that something like this happens, you know, there really should be... This is where people should actually march on Washington. Clad in face coverings and brandishing IV bags, carefully climbing the stairs stairs of the Capitol. And hope these fucking clowns can pull their heads out of their ass long enough to actually give a fuck about actual average Americans. You know, the ones that are dying of fucking cancer. You know, and you're gonna if you hear anything, it'll be the the the, the random congressional action. Uh, you know, you'll you'll someone will put forth a bill like you know, that has a, a a clever kitschy name. Uh, you know, maybe a celebrity will get behind it, and six years later, something will come of it. And you know, by the time it gets passed, half the people that were standing behind said celebrity will be dead because they didn't get what they fucking needed. Well, that's exciting. Oh, good. It's just one, uh, just another in a long line of, of shit uh, that, you know, your boy here cannot wrap his fucking head around. I don't understand how simple things like trying to provide medicine for sick people is such a, um, uh, a difficult process. 
and one that has so many fucking layers uh, that it, you, you can't sift through them. And how many people are going to, like, you know, look, this is not a, oh, you know how many people are going to die? Twelve. No, it's not. Nobody. It, it shouldn't be more than zero. Because they simply couldn't get the drug, right? And if if they if they're going to die, well, they're going to die of cancer, whatever fucking random cancer that's you know destroying their body that they happen to get. That's what's going to kill them. But uh, you know, there's there's probably a little bit more to it. I mean, if they can't get these chemo drugs and and they suddenly die because of it, well, and there's your problem. There you go. That's the issue. It's depressing. It's very depressing to fall into these these rabbit holes because it just tends to reinforce all the fucking, yeah, it's random shit that I believe, you know? And so when looking into this one further, which is really just me pawing at the surface of the internet, came across something called the Society of Gynecological Oncology. That's a mouthful. Don't be gross. Seems there's a handful of uh, gynecological cancers affected by this, so they're weighing in, taking real action to get their point across. This Society of Gynecological Oncology. And look, this is not to berate this particular group of people Doctors, executives, uh, high-priced lawyers, corporations, what have you. I'm sure they all mean very well. And so they're looking to take action. What sort of action? You may be asking yourself. Well, they're organizing roundtables and, and webinars to sit around and, you know, talk. Yeah, that'll do it. More talk. Huzzah! They also have a link on their website to send a pre-written letter to your congressman or congresswoman or congressperson. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, nothing says action like form emails, right? Like, who's on the other end of that? Like some fucking poor intern who has to sift through and count them all. Oh, uh, yeah, Senator, we received... Uh... 42 emails about uh, drug shortages today. Just thought you should know. I'm going to go sit back down and have a glass of milk. I picture congressional interns sound exactly like that. And they all drink milk. My guess is, though, it's the complete opposite. They're all fucking borderline alcoholics, fuck like rabbits, and probably still talk like this. Finally, they suggested joining something called the End Drug Shortages Alliance. Finally, something tangible. Yeah, get right in there and join the EDSA. Managed and funded by, well, it's, um, it's a company that I've just, <laughs> I wrote down the wrong fucking name. <laughs> Visient. It's called Visient. Stupid, 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 David. Anyways, Vizient is a pharmaceutical supply chain, healthcare services, and employee insurance company. 
So in other words, the way to help, quote, end drug shortages, end quote, is by empowering a massive corporation to make more money. Yeah, America. America. I just, you know, it's not, it's not as if we're alone in being shitty to our uh, people that are old, sick, dying veterans, etc., etc., okay? We're not alone in that. That's a group effort here on planet Earth. Being shitty to the ones that, one, need it, two, fought for it, or three, are, you know, can't afford it. Let's be shitty to those three groups. Because why not? But fuck, we do a great job at, at fucking these people over way more than any other place on Earth. And that's a fact. And it's sad, because we shouldn't. Because we're better than that. Allegedly. That was a surprisingly well-timed transition. The ominous drums. I, You know, it is just a matter of time before I go crawling back to Spotify, because the way that this is working for me right now, it just ain't working. It really ain't. Like, I'm, I'm recording this on uh, Audacity, I can't get levels right. I can't fucking do much of anything. It's brutal. 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 Yeah, it's fucking brutal. You know what's not brutal? Your Denver Nuggets. The best basketball team on Earth. It was really a foregone conclusion, if I'm being honest. The Heat gave it everything they had just to beat the Celtics, and so they limped into the finals. Gentlemen's sweep. Off we go. There was a bit of behind-the-scenes chatter, apparently. I read it a lot about on, on Twitter and various fucking comment sections across the interwebs. Uh, the Heat's stated goal this series was to beat the Celtics in the playoffs. And if that's true, and look, it wouldn't surprise me if it was, but what a bunch of fucking losers. Like, congratulations, you finished in second place. Sure, it's better than the Celtics, but who cares? Like, what the fuck does it matter? Neither of those two shit teams won. And the only things they'll be remembered for uh, where, you know, Miami came very close to blowing a 3-0 lead for the first time in the history of the NBA. And also that the Celtics blew a golden opportunity to come back from a 3-0 deficit for the first time in the history of the NBA. And so now you have a stated narrative that I've seen way too often. A stated narrative of sports fans in South Florida that their teams beat the Celtics and the Bruins. Oh, fuck yeah, yippee, we finished in second. Where's the where's the Indianapolis Colts style banner for the city for the for the entire section of the state, all of South Florida. There should just be one banner that covers the whole godforsaken place that just says second place. It'll be fitting when that fucking Douchebag governor of theirs finishes in second place. The, num the number of dumb Miami fans who have spent time saying shit like that proves two things to me. 
Number one, Boston is clearly renting space in your collective heads for far too long. And seriously, get over it. Get over it. The teams in this town stink right now. They're not good. And the teams in Miami are better right now. So why the fuck do you care about us? Enough. Stop. It's not hard to figure out. And secondly, and more importantly, you're not spending nearly enough time talking about the fact that Lionel fucking Messi is going to be playing soccer 32 miles north of downtown Miami in something called DRV PNK Stadium that holds a whopping 18,000 fans. What the actual fuck? Like, you know, I I am... I have expected the, the people of Miami to really get excited, right? Really, really, really get excited. And I'm sure there's, that there's a lot, and I'm sure that it is, and I'm sure down there it's a big deal. But, I mean, the problem is that, you know, nobody, nobody outside of the city or outside of South Florida pays much attention to South Florida. And I think it's an identity complex that they have. It's just a, a weird sort of uh, inferiority complex was the word I was looking for. See, I can't do it. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> Let's try to break it down, though, for the uninitiated, okay? Lionel Messi is the best footballer to walk the planet, and is legitimately one of the top three or four of all time. Yeah, he's 35 years old. He'll be 36 in a couple weeks, but the guy is still, still the best player on earth. And he's coming to fucking MLS. Yeah, MLS. Major League Soccer. <laughs> like, think about that. Like, the David Beckham thing was a big deal, okay? But you could kind of get the feeling that David Beckham coming here was really him trying to be more David Beckham and, and less, like, the football aspect of it, okay? But this is different. This is Lionel Messi still at the fucking height of his powers. The man just won a World Cup. He was, you know, the, the player of the tournament. Very well could win another uh, Ballon d'Or as the best footballer on earth, which would, I believe, be his seventh, I think. Maybe, I don't even know. I could be wrong about that. Sixth, seventh, eighth, I don't know. I didn't write that part down. But it's just astounding to me. That he's coming. Like, it's always been one of these things that is, that is, you know, it's been mentioned, like, you know, every, like, when, when, for example, when Zlatan came and played in LA, it was a big deal. And he was still very good. And he was fucking so much fun to watch. And then he went, uh, and then he left and he just retired. So, I mean, it's not as if he retired from, from the sport while at MLS. He didn't. He was still good enough to go play uh, for fucking AC Milan 
this past season, he was very injured, didn't play much, but uh, a legend of the game. And it was a big deal when he went to L.A. Good player. Tons of fun moments. Same with Wayne Rooney. But Wayne Rooney kind of, he was pretty much on the outs. But now he's, now he's a manager at DC United. And they're just okay. But Lionel fucking Messi. Like, it's one of these, like, it's one of these things that I can't, uh, I can't figure out, right? Like, the appeal to him is, is going to Miami. And apparently it had a lot more to do with his family than him. Because if, you know, maybe if it were up to just him, he would have gone to Saudi Arabia for half a billion dollars. But he's coming to MLS, you know, and he'll probably make a quarter of a billion over over time. So the money is going to be less. It's The thing of it is with him, like I, ch- I can just see him being... Uh, um, like way more involved, not just in the sport, but just he's going to be the way that the sport could could progress in this country because of him is is endless. Right? Think about it. There are going to be so many people watching him play, watching him play. Uh, the the Vancouver. Snow caps. I don't even know what the fuck they're called. What are they called? Vancouver <laughs> snow caps. <laughs> are they still a team? What are they? Oh, they're the Vancouver white caps. I'm so sorry. Can you imagine how confused this man is going to be when he has to travel to some of these places? Now, this is what I said, right? He has spent time in some grand cities on Earth, and in, mostly in Europe, but he's played all over the world. Paris, London, Barcelona, Milan, just to name a few. But now he's going to be playing games in Columbus, Ohio. Try to wrap your tiny little brains around that for a second. Columbus. Have you ever been to Columbus? I have, and it's a nothing town. To me, the biggest attraction is the statue of Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's the biggest attraction in that city. Don't talk about that fucking stupid college, because who cares? Fucking college. Who gives a shit? Unless, of course, you went to Ohio State, in which case, I'm sorry, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, that's like... Like, let's try to think of a comparison, right? Let, let's say Michael Jordan, in the height of his powers, decided he was going to go play basketball in, I don't know, Australia. And now he's playing, you know, he's playing Australia in, like, he's in Darwin. Or he's fucking in Alice Springs or in Perth or something. Some, you know, these, these cities that are, you know, more or less unknown, backwater-ish cities and Michael Jordan is showing up to play basketball when he's still Michael Jordan. It's a weird comparison, and and I don't think... And even that is not a level comparison. Tiger Woods showing up to play, you know, a tournament when he was... When he's 33 and healthy, uh, pre-Perkins, 
showing up to fucking, you know, I mean, where could he, where could he fucking show up and play? Uh, Ritter Country Club. <laughs> he shows up to play 18 at good old Ritter. And he shoots a 52. But that's the sort of level, like, we're talking, okay? And I used Columbus just because, man, you know, but don't forget Foxborough. He's going to fucking come. He's going to show up at Foxborough State. No, Foxborough State, Christ. Gillette Stadium. He's going to show up. Now, I don't think there's any fucking way he actually puts two feet um, on that playing surface. No way in hell. And I would not be the least bit surprised if if the league sort of mandated that everybody change their playing surface so that, you know, Lionel Messi's not going to go out there and tear an ACL when he twists in that dog shit fucking field they've got over there. But Lionel Messi in Foxborough, Massachusetts is something that no rational sports fan could or should ever imagine. Ever. And don't fool yourself into thinking otherwise. Even if you don't like the sport, you have to accept the fact that what's coming is monumental. Massive. 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 Hmm. Massive. Where, where have I... Where have I come up? Where, where have I heard massive recently? That's right. That's fucking right. West Ham are massive. European Conference League champions bringing home a fucking trophy for the first time since 1980. Fucking hell. That was awesome. Look, I have been. I've really been into the sport, I would say, probably for the last decade or so, okay? Uh, you know, passing interest here and there prior to that. Played a lot of soccer as a kid. Um, terrible, terrible soccer play. I mean, just abysmal. And as I've mentioned on this show numerous times, following this club has just been amazing, right? The ups and the downs and the and the the shit and and the and the, the 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 fun like all of it it really has truly been incredible and to see sort of a culmination of like the time and the effort and i it's so stupid to say but the time and the effort that i put in like to supporting this club it it came to a head when they when they won the game last week and like, it's one of those things where I sat and I watched the game and I loved it. I mean, literally, uh, we had we had fucking landscapers in the yard. And, and when Bowen scored uh, in the 90, 90th minute, uh, scored late, 
I mean, I jumped up out of my fucking chair, was screaming like a goddamn banshee. Uh, I took the afternoon off from work. Afternoon? I took the afternoon off from work so I could watch the fucking game. And it was well worth it. It was just... It was awesome. It was really awesome. And you know what the best part about it was? Was seeing all the reactions after the match from all of the supporters in London and what they did. Like the number of people sobbing and crying. It was just so wonderful and beautiful to see. And quite frankly, I honestly think it's the start I'm saying this, and I know that I'm not really, but whatever. Uh, I think it's a start of a of a work. It's going to get better for us moving forward. It's going to get better. We're going to lose our captain this year, which is sad because he seems like such a great kid. And everything that I've read is that he is indeed a great kid, a good human. And he's one of the best midfielders on earth. And he played for fucking West Ham for the last five years, which is mind-blowing. But now he's going to go to fucking Arsenal, which kind of sucks. But, you know, it they've got Stan Kroenke money. Don't forget, Stan Kroenke money. Stan Kroenke, owner of the Denver Nuggets. And uh, generally, a guy who does not give a fuck about sports. He just likes money. Well, you know, I can't blame him. You know, of all the guys I th- I could see selling his team to a to like a Saudi conglomerate, Stan Kroenke. Hmm. Put a pin in that, eh? Anyways, so listen. Shout out to West Ham. Shout out to West Ham supporters. Uh, shout out to the players, management, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like, thank you so much. That was an absolute blast. Uh, the Premier League season sucked balls, but. That was that the this fucking Farmers League tournament was so worth it. It really was worth it. And I loved every fucking second of it. And I can't wait for them to play in Europe next year. And and look, God is my witness, I will finally get to be in London and watch them play. It is going to happen. I promise. I promise. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to spend money at the stadium instead of waiting weeks on end for product to show up at my door that I ordered. But anyways, uh, so yeah, fucking massive everywhere we go. Another week, another uh, missing jazz transition. Leading up to everyone's Favorite part of the show, as... Oh, fuck, I screwed that up. Anyways, three, two, one. As it is Wednesday, it is time for everyone's favorite part of the program, the end, and three gripes. Gripe number one, Swifties. Swifties. All right. I need to preface this by saying, like, I... I don't have an issue with Taylor Swift. I don't have an issue with her music. I don't have an issue with her fans per se. But what's the deal here? I honestly don't get it. What am I missing? I need I need clarity here. I don't particularly have much of a thought about it, but why are her concerts 
suddenly the biggest events in the country. Like, where's the disconnect between me and Taylor Swift? (laughs) (laughs) Boy. All right. Did I miss something? Like, don't answer that. I clearly did. But what exactly did I miss? Like, how did this happen? And and look, I'm I'm going to assume that her music is good, right? I and I'm making that assumption as someone who really has not spent more than say thirty minutes listening to her music. So I don't really know. Maybe that's maybe that's what I'm missing, but I don't think so because look, I listen to a lot of music. Most of it people would find offensive, uh, or just shitty. Uh, you know, refer to the open of a program here. Um, but I don't understand this phenomenon. I don't get it. So I need an answer. Please call in 617-657-4736. Please leave me a message and explain to me what the fuck is going on here. Just, just, just tell me, share your thoughts. What's happening? Wipe number two, aging. The other day, I, I gotta say, yeah, that's a ripoff, and I'm sorry, but the other day, I was flipping through the cable channel. See, I'm an old man. That's what we do. We flip through the channels. And I stumbled upon a concert on PBS, again, old man, uh, of Bob Dylan playing a variety of songs at the Newport Jazz Festival uh, between 1962 and 1964. That's a long fucking time ago. What is that, like 60 years? 60 years, man. Uh, He was young then. His teeth still grotesque from simply not brushing his teeth. That's true. Consult your Encyclopedia Britannica. And so I said to my wife, you know... Bob Dylan has been old my entire life. I am 45 years old, okay? And I have zero memory of Bob Dylan not looking like he was the fucking Crypt Keeper. So he's probably looked old as dirt since about 1967. Think about it. Am I wrong? So unless you were alive during the early 60s, the... Bob Dylan, like, when you think Bob Dylan, you think old, right? Now, it's, uh, you know, some people, when they think Bob Dylan, they think great musician, wonderful artist, or if you're like my mother, uh, you can't stand him. (laughs) But how is it that some people age in such a way that they're just, they just look old? Like, where, what happened? I'm aging like a fine Boone's farm, so I have no complaints. But man, some folks are, are just, they just can't help destroying themselves and then looking 20 plus years older than they really are. And I, you know, it's not like a, just a, a general, like, petty aesthetic thing. Um, but I mean, boy, oh boy. He's just one of those people that you all you associate with old, like Keith Richards. Okay, 
looks old now. Keith Richards in the 80s looked, you know, older, but he didn't look old. Bob Dylan has always looked old. Uh, gripe number three, push pops. Did anyone ever save it for later? No, because by the time uh, later rolled around, that fucking thing has been in your pocket for hours, and, and it's gross. And sure, you'd wash it off and have it a go, have a go at it, but uh, it wasn't the same. So fuck you, push pops. That's the end of the show. Listen, uh, short shift, mainly because I, you know, didn't have a lot to talk about other than shit that I don't know anything about. So it worked out great. Typical episode here. Uh, hopefully you found uh, some redeeming value, right? Hopefully it was just to provide background noise while you're mowing your lawn. Thank you, John. But uh, if you'd like to get involved, 617-657-4736. Call in. Leave a voicemail. What's on your mind? Is it a complaint? Is it an observation? Is it a gripe? Uh, you know, is it directions to the nearest In-N-Out burger? I don't know. Give me something. Content, baby. And I really think I'm going back to fucking Spotify to record these things because I'm an idiot. And these are not coming out good. There's just way too much effort going in here. Uh, anyways, I have a, a Twitter page. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to hold out. I'm trying. I'm holding on by a fucking thread here. But man, that dumb motherfucker is working so hard to just push fucking people who don't want to deal with bullshit off of his platform. Whatever. Uh, that's at Complaints Pod. I have an Instagram page, also at Complaints Pod. Uh, I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. Uh, I have a Twitch channel that I can't figure out. I have a YouTube page that I don't use. I have a post and a and a, uh, a Mastodon. And I've I've put in for to be in on Blue Sky. Blue Sky, because I'm sure that's not going to turn into a fucking cesspool at some point, right? Yeah. Uh, what else do I have? I know that's about it. But yeah, call in, leave a message, say what's going on. Um, as always, look, uh, if you are listening to this shit, thank you so very much. I ask you to tell your friends, tell your moms, and please, uh, you know, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.